Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode, see a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves, and it's like there's always going to be another marathon. I've definitely been in that situation where you go along to a race and you haven't really thought too much about it, and you turn up, enjoy it, and just soak up the atmosphere and do really well. So I think to a lot of people we coach, it's just um, enjoy yourself. You know, there's no need to put that kind of pressure on. Running with Jake, the podcast, because every runner needs the occasional plod, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. This is the place where you come each week to get fired up, inspired, hopefully get lots of motivation to get out there and train because let's face it, it's not always so easy. We love running generally as runners, it's our chosen sport, it's what we want to do with our spare time, but sometimes motivation is dropping off a little bit sometimes the weather's not good sometimes you've got other things going off in life that can just serve to distract you a little bit from getting in those necessary training sessions and i think now actually is a very key time for many of us and i say this because we are heading swiftly towards autumn back end of the year lots of races lots of races that have been deferred from uh, perhaps earlier in the year perhaps last year uh, now is kind of crunch time and, and i say it's crunch time because I've had a chat with, I've been talking about this with quite a few of my runners recently, and the reason it's such a difficult period in the training is because we're we're something like six or seven weeks, maybe even slightly less, to these key races. So if you're training for London now, you are five, just over five weeks to London, just over six weeks to Manchester Marathon. Now, this is a crucial time because you're almost there. You're almost there. But you're not quite there. You've still got a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of training to be done. And I think it's so important because if the wheels do come off a little bit, you know, if you drop off your motivation, you think, oh, I just, you know, oh, I've done a lot of training. I just can't be bothered this weekend. Oh, long run. Oh, just cut it short. Oh, it'll be okay. Well, on the basis that you are going to taper for your upcoming race as well, particularly if it's a long thing. So we mentioned marathons. If you are training for something of a big distance, you will naturally have a a, a reasonable length taper, which means you bring down your training sessions in terms of intensity and, and more importantly, volume. So you don't do as much training in the last two, maybe three weeks. So on the basis that you've got, let's say six weeks left of training, if you're going to reduce your volume and intensity over two or three weeks, you've only really got three key weeks where you can really make um, improvements in your fitness. So now is crucial. So this is what today's show is all about. If you thought listening to the show regularly that we are all about motivation, I mean, you can just multiply that by 100 today. We're going for it, man. We're going for it. Absolutely. I suppose it is a really tricky time, isn't it? And I I guess, you know, not only, it's it's not just running, is it? People have to do other things. I know that runners don't want to do other things, but like you at the moment, you're moving, not tomorrow, the day after. And with that comes a lot of stress and then you're moving to a new place and i know what you like you're gonna want to you know sort of like get to know that place get to know the people you know socialize do all that kind of stuff meet a new a new gang of people locally uh, and you've got to do that alongside training for manchester that's tricky it's difficult can, can you see the chaos behind me you can see where i've positioned the the, the camera today that's what reminded me yes you've deliberately done that so i feel sorry for it's you it's like an explosion <laughs> a bomb site my mum would call it that's what she used to call my bedroom it looks like a bomb site it does yes, look like a bomb yes. site there's just stuff everywhere <laughs> the only box i've labeled by the way 
is the box with my running shoes in. Mm. Stuff everything else. I'll find that when I find it. It's all about where are the running shoes. But you're right. There's lots of things that we have to do in life. Responsibilities, place that we spin. And I've always said this, you know, everybody's busy. Have you ever met somebody that's not not really busy? I'm just not busy. I'm not. No, I haven't. You've given me 24 hours in a day. No, I haven't filled that. Um, I've got loads of hours spare. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of them, and it's called my kids. Um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> aside from them, everybody else is busy. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. Entertain me. <laughs> there we go. Well, this That's is it. You know, it, if if we. If somebody gives us an extra couple of hours in the day, brilliant. I've now got 26 hours in that day. You're just going to fill it with stuff. So everybody's busy, whether that's family, whether that's socially, whether that's hobbies and interests, work, whatever. So I think it is about prioritising, and this is a very difficult, uh, exciting but difficult period in training. And I'm saying that because I think it's good to have that awareness. And, and if we kind of provoke your thinking a little bit, listening to today's episode, and you're thinking, right, you know what? I have felt, actually, the wheel's just coming off ever so slightly. You know, I've had one or two issues, felt a bit rubbish after the second vaccine, for example, never really got my motivation back. I'm struggling a bit. Let's just reset. Let's look at how far you've come. Look at what you have done. Let's look forward and say, right, how many weeks have I got to training? Look, come on, the end is in sight. We're not quite there, but the end is in sight. And go back to the thing that we often talk about on this show, which is what is your why? What are your reasons for signing up for these events and taking part in the first place? Why do you want to cross that finishing line? What does that medal mean to you? So really have that in mind, and I think it will help to keep you on track. So Manchester is definitely, is still important to me, but I have a new goal, and it's, it's actually making friends. Getting connections, mm. building relationships. I mean, I miss that. I really miss that. And as you know, Pete, we've known each other many years. I love being around people in the virtual sense, talking to you now, talking to our guests. But actually, you can't beat that real kind of connection and building friends and solid relationships. So that's a massive goal for me in, in Winchester, really. You know, looking at joining the local running club there. I've already dropped them an email to reach out to them. And it's not really for the running motivation. It's actually my wife for joining the club is to get some some friends built you know build that kind of friendship base because you know people and connections they matter really really important and not always so easy it can be difficult and you know what i think it's probably more difficult now than it was when we were young because we're like fully middle-aged now but fortunately i have a cunning plan for the show notes and video content go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast running with jake the podcast so do you know what I was thinking the other day, Pete? I had this, I had this brainwave, this this moment of clarity. Okay. So moving to Winchester, I'm thinking I need to make some friends. I don't have any social connections. How am I going to do this? I, I googled the local bowls club. I know where it is. I'm tempted <laughs> to join. Right. But then it dawned on me. It dawned on me. Former podcast guest Rory Horseman, top running coach, super guy, could give me. A guided tour of Winchester. Yes, indeed, I have an invested interest in today's chat with the guest of today's show. Rory, thank you very much for joining us once again on the show. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me back. And, and so soon. I, th- I thought I was banned after the last time, so this is good to make it back. 
you know the last time was great roaring? I've just realised, and it has all the all the pieces have fallen into place for me. And basically, I mean, you are great, and you do add great content, and you are you know exactly what you're talking about. I get that, but the reason you're on today, essentially, is because Jake wants an extra friend. He just wants you to be a friend because you're local to where he's moving to, and th- and that's that's nice. That's a good reason. Fully appreciate that. I'm pretty much just being used as as a glorified tour guide, uh, to be honest, which is fine. You know, I, I like Winchester. It's a nice place. It gives me a chance to go back there, care in the community, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, why not? I thought I'd get involved. That's lovely. Look, running, marathons, blah, blah, blah. Where's really good for pizza in Winchester? That's all I want to know. Is it, you've got a good pizza place there, pizzeria? My girlfriend's Italian, you know, she needs to get involved. <laughs> yeah, probably the stable. So if anyone's listening, the stable, I, I stable. think it's called that. So I've got it wrong and you look it up and it doesn't exist. Okay. It used to be a nightclub now isn't a nightclub so when you go there you can just think Rory at some stage has been in this place dancing like an absolute and uh, you are now Stuck eating to the carpet. or pie yeah they do pie there as well a bit of a weird combo but yeah stable that's a place to go you know when you're at primary school and, and you queue up in pairs for dinner that's what we're going to do mate we're going to queue up together have our food together. Listen, <laughs> Rory, I'm not I, I'm not all about taking, taking, taking. I am interested in you, your well-being. Obviously, we have stayed in touch throughout uh, when you first joined us on the podcast, uh, many moons ago, it feels like. And keeping an eye on what you're up to on your social media. Obviously, we do chat frequently, which is great. So we've started to form that relationship already, Rory. I class you as a friend. I, I'm very happy to say I class you as a friend. Things have not been so great for you this year in terms of training. Now, I don't want to start with, obviously, a huge negative here, but I love the way, following you on, on social media and the chats we've had, I, I know that I know how you have dealt with this. So, first of all, just just tell me, because you were... I think so many people can relate to this. You were training for London, and then injury struck. What was the injury? What, what, what was going on? Way back in, probably, early February now... Um, yeah, just had a bit of a, you know, achy muscle. We've all had them, thought nothing of it, and uh, did a, a slightly longer event. So I had a 50k event in, in middle of February on Valentine's Day, which again, it didn't notice it really. Sort of a few miles in, was like, oh, that's a bit, you know, but just ran it out. And then uh, even the week after, fine. And then, yeah, probably the following week, I just noticed I was on a recovery run and just leg didn't feel great, kind of around my hamstring area. And pretty much ever since then, just around that area, uh, had issues, just my leg, as soon as I run a few miles, leg tightening, and I've just tried the works, you know, uh, sports massages, acupuncture, cupping therapy, uh, way more strength and conditioning, pretty much everything, and we're still no closer to getting rid of it. I mean, it's definitely improved, but it's uh, it's certainly not one I thought I'd have for this long. I kind of thought, well, I'll have to pull out of Race to the, Sto- uh, Race to the King, which I did, and I thought, oh, well, London's miles away, and I'm sat here now, less than six away, six weeks away from London, and uh, yeah, as you well know, won't won't be taking part this year, unfortunately. But but that's okay. Injuries happen, and uh, yeah, I've, I've I've had plenty of things to keep me busy this year, and uh, yeah, on to on to probably next year. This year is just probably just a write off, but in a good sense, it's got me refocused on you know where to come back and what to do, and uh, yeah, go from there really. So you know. I can hear the disappointment in in your voice, even you know, talking about this, and and rightly so. You know, we like like I said, we do stay in touch, and and, and I know about the injury um, and setback that you've had. But it, it's, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about it because obviously, so many people can relate to this injury. It's just you know, as a running coach, you're a running coach. I just I wish I could. I w- wish I could bubble wrap all of my runners so they just didn't pick up any injury. And I think this is 
why it's so important to train specifically with something like running intelligently so that you do avoid injury if you know my girlfriend martini she's a swimmer that's her background she I mean they never get injured like the other little shoulder tweak it's just like you know they can go and smash themselves in the pool like every day whereas running you just can't subject yourself to the the stress and the forces that it puts you under was the decision made for you rory or did you make the decision before you were forced to do you know what i mean did, did they come up on you go john well okay i can't run now london's off the table or did you were you smart and logical how did that sort of deferral process um, work for you no no one kind of said it was all my own decision so um believe it or not some runners do have sensible brains and uh yeah, i kind <laughs> of kept, just came to the decision that it's weird because i can run that's probably what's sometimes a little bit more frustrating with this one it's not like i've broken my leg you know god forbid and uh you know you physically can't run you know i, I can still run and naturally you know i can still there's no mobility issues i've still got pace to a certain degree you know my lungs are definitely not quite where they were six months ago but um i blame the euros for that but <laughs> I, th- I think it was more knowing that i you know i'm not i wasn't kind of just running it for the sake of running it you know i had a, a time in mind and I, I knew pretty quickly that you know the smaller my training window gets the less likely that was to happen and you know i I just thought, well, actually, I'd rather take much longer out, take away any pressure of any races for the remainder of the year and just have as much time as I needed to get back to a good level of fitness and strength and and getting this sorted correctly before I start applying myself too hard again. So, so yeah, I mean, the nice thing now is, you know, my my kind of running agenda is if I want to go for a run, I go for a run. If, If I don't feel like it that day, I don't. Uh, and I'm trying to mix in a lot of other stuff and uh, and yeah so no it was totally my own decision um, yeah obviously disappointing and I only found out actually probably a week ago that I didn't realise you could unless this has changed I'm not really too sure but that you couldn't defer a good for age place so so actually there's me thinking that you know I might be able to defer on injury to April and then obviously everyone fa- then I found out it was October then I found out you couldn't even defer so actually London's off the cards now for you know potentially a good couple of years Um I think the, the irony is that I had New York deferred till 2023, which seemed like a century away. And that's probably going to be my next marathon, I would think. <laughs> so, so I've got a bit of a breather and uh, plenty of time to just get back in, into it, you know, get back to a decent fitness and uh, go again. Because uh, as Ronan Keaton once said, and we all know that line, life is a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, everyone's just... going to start humming that <laughs> in their head. Oh, and, uh, it's just... so true with running. I wanted you to break into song there. I really did. That, that would have been amazing. Then... That would have been amazing. We'll try and, and convince you. Pete's producing skills are good, but I was like, they, they can't be. Yeah, that we can auto tune. Make me sound. <laughs> That's oh, not okay. a problem. Oh, well, maybe maybe we re- run that bit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so you know, I, I appreciate there's a down, there'll be an up, and you know, there'll be a moment in a year, two years, three years where I get a PB and think, yeah, you know, so I'm kind of accepting of that. Mm. And you were really ambitious as well, weren't you, in, in your target? And, and understandably mm-hmm. so, you know, why the hell not targeting, you know, some really lofty goals? Is your PB 255 and you were looking at going 245 therein or, or, or dipping below? So, you know, really impressive times. And it, it is funny because people listen to the show now are all different levels of ability. You know, that's that's the bottom line. But the emotions that one experiences when they achieve their goal, I think are very similar. You know, that elation, that relief to a degree if it's something you've been targeting for a long time. Like yourself, you know, you've had deferrals and issues and is it ever going to happen and all that sort of stuff. You lead to that big moment. This is why I think goals are really important and this is why I think it's important to be very smart in your training because the goals are important to us. So we had Jess Turner on 
not that long ago before the Olympics uh, Hurdler who was great really inspiring chat with her she's coming back on the show in the future and to talk about her disappointment of Tokyo Olympics through injury and pulled up you know and, and she'll tell the story but if it can happen to the best of the best these Olympians and it can happen to recreational runners you know people at our level that are doing it you know we're not making money out of it we're doing it for the love of the sport how do you how do you overcome the disappointment you've mentioned that a few times now obviously it's disappointing when you have to pull out of a race it, do you go through a process rory or are you are you you know awful to be around for a matter of days or do you can you flick a switch and shift the focus no i'm i'm, I'm pretty good i mean naturally there's always going to be that disappointment because i think especially you know when you're when you're heavily into your social media you know a lot of the people i speak to hang around with are all runners so naturally you know you're you're seeing what they're doing and you know don't get me wrong i i I still love seeing people doing incredibly well. It's it's great seeing your friends, your people, your coach, your family, whoever doing well. But it's it does sometimes make it harder because you think, oh, that, I want to be doing that as well. But I think for me, it's just finding alternative distractions and just um, you know resetting the resetting the benchmarks. Um, so probably over the last few months, I, I've almost set myself little mini challenges to do just to distract myself. So like in May, I just um, decided I wanted to cycle every day on Zwift. Just you know, no set distance, but it just kept me occupied, kept me still doing fitness, but not running. Um, this month, I'm trying to just kind of really keep my step count up. So I'm doing a lot more walking and just getting out active. Um, started doing a, a little bit of swimming, which I, I'm the world's worst swimmer, but I'm like, do you know what? It's been quite nice to do uh, a kind of different sport where you can really see the marginal gains quite quickly because I'm that bad, you know, it doesn't take long, uh, that long to kind of get a little bit better at it. So yeah, it's just distracting myself. You know, we've got a uh, Michelle and I, so my wife Michelle and I, have got a little one due in November. So obviously that's a, a a big pleasant distraction. So we've been preparing for that. You know, we're looking to potentially move house as well. So there's a lot of things going on. You know, uh, some new work as well. So lots of things kind of keeping me busy, which has probably been good timing actually, because then you know I'm not just thinking running, 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 and it makes you realise it's not all about running. You know, I don't even I absolutely love running. It's pretty clear to see probably on my socials that a lot of what I do circles around that. But there is a lot more than just the running and I think yeah once you are able to step out uh, to a level where you're comfortable that it's not eating you away that you can't do these races or you're injured you start to just accept look I'm going to get injured but I'm also going to not be injured at some point and whenever that is two months I mean I honestly thought this would be a couple of weeks it was one of those where compared to some of the stuff I've had over the years this felt minor and it's not even been pain it's not painful it's not nothing so I thought oh, a few weeks I'll be back so actually, that's probably been harder to deal with, the fact that I didn't realise this was going to go on for so long. And, and it's the fear of the unknown. If I, if someone said to me, right, you'll be back October the 1st, I'll be like, okay. even if it said January the 1st, I'd be like, okay, there's a date. It's like those running events where, you know, it's like last man standing and no one knows when you're going to finish. It's that fear of like, well, am I, am I doing another lap? Am I not? And it's the same with this. That's probably the only tough bit. But yeah, it's just keeping, I'm a pretty positive person anyway. So it's just finding ways to kind of mentally realise, look, it's not the end of the world there's you know there's plenty of other things to keep you occupied and uh you know it gets you rethinking of how to do things differently you almost need the setbacks to realize right maybe i was doing this wrong and maybe i could have done this better maybe i need to incorporate a bit more of this in my training this and and actually if you didn't have that you, you'd never know what was right and wrong to do so i kind of see it weirdly as a positive long term you know it's hard to see that straight away but you know in a year two years when hopefully i do um achieve some uh, more PVs, then, uh, you know, I'll go, yeah, well, that was clearly a, a, a part of that process. Yeah, so. thinking long-term, I, I think is really important as well because it's very easy. I, d I don't know if you can relate to this, Rory. I've certainly done this, where you get so focused on the event and it takes up so much of your time, not just 
physically training for it, but thinking, preparing, what pace am I going to set off at? Am I, is my nutrition sorted? You know, in training, not just in racing as well. That it takes up so much time that you you put all your eggs in one basket or you're at risk of all your focus is on this thing and then the moment it's taken away from you it's like oh where do I go now what do I do what do I replace that with and also I think it it risks putting too much pressure on that race I, I had a chat with one of my runners only yesterday um, who's training for the London Marathon and we were talking about I advised her to to uh, book another event afterwards not not straight away of course but far enough away that she can recover but maybe something shorter so like a half marathon or a 10k where she can use almost carryover fitness as I like to call it from all that marathon training and what that does is it gives her another opportunity to to showcase her fitness as a former podcast guest said so rather than thinking London's got to be perfect I mean if she wakes up on the day and it's roasting hot like it was in 2018 and you can't go for a time you know in your mind actually I've got another opportunity to use all this great fitness so and also beyond that race you want to keep running don't you you know you do like with a race to the king you didn't just want to do that drag your body across the line and then you're never able to run again because you're broken so I think forward planning is really important I know you're a coach how do you manage the expectation of your runners when it comes to racing do they put too much pressure on themselves and if they do how do you how do you control and manage that um, I think the key thing for me is making sure that if someone's got an event and typically a lot of people we coach is, it is for marathons just because of the nature of the length of the, the training and and actually I kind of really drill home that you want to enjoy the training just as much as the event because I think sometimes people always go through the training and think oh this is a real slog I'm up at 6am I'm running 20 and I think and that was a big thing for me as well with London you know I, I was like well my window's so short now and I want to my first goal as part of this injury recovery was I want to get out and enjoy running and it's the same with training I say to a lot of people you know if you are enjoying it it will make the whole process a thousand times easier and it's the same with the race day you know at the end of the day that is uh, you hear a lot of people say you know you do all this kind of like rehearsing and then that's the final performance you know on the day and you sh- if you've done all the training and you've done as much as you think you can do you know see what happens on the day if, it, if it's 35 degrees you can't control that so you know don't be disheartened because you ran 30 minutes slower well of course you're going to because it's 35 degrees so I think on the day a lot you know you see a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves and it's like there's always going to be another marathon there's always another opportunity you know there's so I think it's just yeah the more you relax and enjoy it. I've seen a few people who did the big half on the weekend um someone I know who actually went in just no expectations nothing ran a big pb like huge and because probably they didn't have the expectation that oh, I've got to run this time I've got to do this pace for this long and so on they were nice and relaxed they enjoyed the environment you know didn't put any pressure on themselves and ended up running fantastically well and I've definitely been in that same situation where you go along to a race and you haven't really thought too much about it and you turn up enjoy it and just soak up the atmosphere and you, you do really well so I think to a lot of people we coach it's just um, enjoy yourself you know don't don't. there's no need to put that kind of pressure on you know um with respect, you know, that they're, they're not elite, you know, and I think even to an elite level, you know, you need to be able to take that pressure off and just kind of alleviate it and, and try and enjoy that. I think probably a lot of people who went to Tokyo were actually, you know, that wasn't, they're there for the experience just as much as trying to win a medal and, and, and so on. So I think, yeah, just enjoy it. Um, and uh, remember, there's all, always another opportunity, you know, simple as that, really. You mentioned the fear of, uh, fear of the unknown and that just really struck a chord with me I see this a lot in my run as I see it in the people that message me in the show the marathon distance 
that can be a huge kind of fear factor, especially for first time runners or if people haven't done a marathon for a long time. Oh, I need to do 23, 24 miles because if I don't, how am I going to do? If I only do 18, how am I going to run eight miles when I get to 80 miles? And oh, because it's the fear of the unknown. What's your thoughts on that marathon distance? You know, the classic long run. How long do you think it should be, Rory? How, do you, how would you manage that for different people? I think there's probably like two elements you split this into. So there's the, the physical element of obviously the, the closer you can do to that distance, you know, the better to a certain degree. You know, if you're a first time marathoner, you know, you don't need to go crazy and do 26.1 miles before the day, you know, but I think getting to 20 is, is advisable in my opinion. Um, and also that couples with the mental side of things, you know, as soon as you get, you see a two in your run, you know, you're 20 miles, you've hit that benchmark. Suddenly 26 doesn't seem so far away. Whereas even like 19 to 20, it just seems a, a bigger distance. So I think for people to conquer 20 is always a, a good distance. And I think with that, you know, to be able to build up to 20 means that you've at least done a, a certain length of training to get you to that point. So you, you can generally probably be more confident in the fact you're fitter, you know, likely done a longer, a longer kind of a schedule. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, no more. Yeah, I don't think you need to go any higher than probably 22 in my opinion. Again, everyone's different. I've known people who, some people like to do the full distance before the race just to get them used to it and some people I've seen do you know no more than 15, 16 um, I think everybody's different you know the, the mental aspect of a marathon is a huge part ultimately you're, you're, it's like with ultras you know your, your brain will tell you what to do if your brain says carry on your body can carry on you know it can do wonderful things you see all these people who do hundreds and hundreds of miles uh, at the end of the day if, uh, if your brain tells you it will do it but I, th- I think yeah conquering 20 is, is a big milestone um, certainly from personal experience I'll always try and get a couple of 20s and a 22 in just because then I've had a good experience of being relatively close to the distance I've been time on feet you know because I'm not quite a race pace you know I'm probably a 22 miler is probably comparable to 24 25 miles on the day so I'm almost out for as long as I would be on the day and I think that just builds confidence again the more you can build confidence in different areas of that um, kind of race day feel the better I don't know if you follow much of, of Jack Daniels or read much about his coaching, Dr. Jack Daniels. I really like him, physiologist, running coach, kind of renowned running coach. But there's certain things that I've... I used to follow a lot of his principles and really liked them and tested, tried and tested them myself. But there's some where I'm, I'm sort of thinking, mm, that doesn't really work for me. That doesn't sit that well with me. It depends on the runner I'm coaching. But he talks about two and a half hours being the maximum duration that you really need to do as a long run. Now... You know, you, you nod as I say that, and I, I get that from a, a physical perspective because actually you're probably going to get most of the benefits that you get out of a long run within that two and a half hours if you run it well. And you do enough of them, so you've got that cumulative effect of training. But it's what you touched on there. It's a psychological impact. So if somebody's looking at three hours, three hours, 15 or something like that, and they do lots of two and a half hour runs, fine. They've only got, you know, another 30 or 40 minutes to do in, in, in the race. Okay. But actually, if you're looking at like five hours plus six hours, I mean, that's a that's a big kind of void, isn't it? Oh, God, I've only run two and a half again. hours in yeah. training. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So do you think people should be breaking that two and a half hours? Do you know, do you know what? I think it's... In, in that situation. Marathon's think it's so important? individual, you know, um, because of the length of the race that it's so different for everyone. Like I say, you know... Um, you'll get someone who can get away with going out for maximum 90 minutes maybe you know I wouldn't necessarily advise it but you know but again the same thing if you've got someone running five six seven hours um then yeah there's no reason you wouldn't exceed two and a half hours because that that should work for someone because mentally if uh, 
if you're out for four or five hours, the, the longer you're able to replicate that race, then it's just going to make it more comfortable on the day because your body is familiar with having been out for four hours, five hours. You know, it's all getting it within you know what your body can cope with, and just finding that seesaw balance of right. You know, how many of these four-hour kind of sessions can I fit in? You know, and it's because it, it's no different if you think you know if you've got a training plan that someone's you know two people, one person who's a two and a half marathoner, one person who's a five-hour marathoner, they've both got twenty miles on their schedule. You know the the person who's doing two and a half hours is going to be out for probably two hours. The person who's doing five hours is probably out for four hours. So, you know, same distance, but yeah, they are out for way longer than that two and a half hours. Um, so I think it's, as long as you think you need, really, you know, it's it's all personal preference, and I think that's why sometimes with some of our coaching, we try and keep it quite loose to say, look, you know, if you if you feel good, if you feel you need to be out for this long, or if you're not feeling so good one day and you think, you know. I meant to do 20, I only did 16. That's fine. You know, the key thing is as well, getting to the start line in a, in a good shape and, and not necessarily just feeling pressured to follow everything to a T. It, it's do what works for you mentally and physically. Yeah, keep training fluid. I think that's often overlooked as well, isn't it? Getting to the starting line. And actually, I'd like to know how many runners are truly fresh and rested and recovered and raring to go versus actually a bit of fatigue in the body still from all the training, maybe pushing too much in the latter stages, playing a little playing a little bit of catch-up. So I, I think it's finding that balance between giving the body what it wants and the mind. So you need to train the physical body, of course, but the mind, as we've said, plays a huge part in training and racing and particular long stuff like marathons. Don't just think about the mind because I think that can force you to make perhaps decisions that aren't so smart and maybe push when you shouldn't be pushed uh, shouldn't be pushing and therefore end up injured which is not good listen going back to your running Rory you mentioned I know from uh, on social media you did a post the other day about you know enjoyment is now your focus which I really like and I think you mentioned this today as well in this chat about enjoyment and the important of you want your runners that you coach to enjoy their running what boxes does your running need to tick to fulfil that goal what does enjoyment look like you. Uh, cool, that's a question. I, I think for me, um, it's you know one of the main reasons why I love running is that whole kind of exploration side of things. So you know, going out and going, oh, I've not been here before, or you know, where does that alley take you, or where does this go, where does that go, and kind of finding all the nooks and crannies, certainly of your local area and wider area. So for for me, that's a big element. And if I'm somewhere, you know, I did a new trail run on the weekend, absolutely loved it. You know, and a it takes your mind off, you know in my case an injury and you know uh, company as well you know going out with you know there's a lot of times certainly when I'm marathon training where I'm, I'm running on my own for a lot of it because I, I need that discipline to make sure that what I need to do is happening and I've got no one else to kind of distract from that so actually to go out and run with a lot of people for, for me is, is, is a plus as well because um, I've not probably done as much of that during key training um, having a coffee a cake or a breakfast afterwards is always a nice bonus um, and, and yeah uh, I mean enjoyment there's so many different elements to it um, but yeah that's the mentality I've taken now just getting out you know and yeah making sure that it's um, it's not a chore it doesn't feel like I mean I kind of use the analogy you know you wouldn't go to a restaurant and order something that you absolutely despise and just force it down your face well you might but I'm, I'm not sure why you would <laughs> but so you know you, if you go to if you go to a restaurant you, you, you want something that you're going to enjoy it's the same with physical exercise you know I'm not going to go and do a sport that you know I don't like because I don't like it you know it's as simple as that and it's uh, same with running you know I, I do it because I enjoy it and uh, you know for me it's just um, enjoying running for its pure kind of for what it is you know getting out 
getting out in the fresh air you know clearing your head during a lunch break if you've got a busy day at work you know um that fitness element you know the kind of the social element the exploration element, all those good things kind of coupled together for me really kind of ticks a, a run being decent rory it's been absolutely awesome having you on the show again we must get you back for a trilogy obviously moving to winchester very soon very excited for us to hook up we'll do the coffee and cake thing but i really appreciate you coming on to talk about the, the injury side of stuff as well because it's something as i mentioned that so many runners can relate to i wish you well on your road to recovery to smash goals in the future now this is a little bit difficult this Thank is you. difficult it's tricky it's tricky this part of the show because obviously you know the score being a former guest this is a part of the show where we ask that question what does the word motivation mean to you? We can't ask you that question. We've already asked it. We have regular listeners to the show. They'll have heard that answer. So I'm thinking either we ask you a different question or you change your answer. So I didn't want to put you under pressure. We don't want, you know, fear of the unknown and all that stuff. So I'm going to change the question. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. Rory Horseman, this is your weekly dose of running motivation. We ask all none of our guests this question. Will you be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Rory Horseman, you are my true Winchester buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. Catch you soon. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your day. Running with Jake, the podcast. Right, cool. Well into the swing of things, this whole uh, motivational podcast thingy. You know, you love it. Your weekly dose of running motivation. We've done the guest bit. I guess it's time now for the old begging bit, you know, the Patreon Pete bit. Like the Harvest Festival of the podcast world, only keep your tin tomatoes. He only wants cash. <laughs> That's not... No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is a free podcast to everybody. Yes, it is. Uh, and it does cost money to, to do this. And, and you know, it, it. we're not registered charities. We're not a registered charity. Uh, and, and the thing is, people do pay for it. So you're getting it right now for free because other people are paying for it. If you do want to throw just a couple of quid every month into the into the podcast bin, um, then then you can do. Just go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and at the top there's a little Patreon banner there. I'm so thankful to our Patreon people. I really am. We have some great comments as well. Um, you know, uh, Jeff, Jeff Livingston got in touch and he's um, he's not one of our Patreons. You can be if you want, Jeff, but you don't have to be. Don't feel under any pressure to be. Um, but Jeff got in touch and uh, he really enjoyed the episode with Sharifa J. If you didn't hear it, it was a few weeks ago and she was absolutely brilliant. She was talking about body confidence and all kinds of stuff. And, and she really, uh, I think, uh, struck, uh, struck a chord with me. Uh, and Jeff got in touch and he just, uh, he just put the comment, there was like a clapping emoji, and he said, uh, middle-aged fat guy clapping here, uh, which, is, which is great. I'm also a middle-aged fat guy clapping, uh, Jeff. And also, Carmen got in touch eight days ago, Jake, eight days ago. And she just says, these pod... In fact, I won't say what she said, because it'll be one of those cringeworthy moments where, you, like, you, you, if you listen to Radio 2, you hear Steve Wright doing it all the time where he goes, hi, hi, Steve, great show, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. All I'm going to do is say hello to Carmen and thank you for your comments. They really do mean a lot. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do that, but I'm, I'm going to allude to it. I'm going to allude to it. I'm going to allude to it. I'm not going to tell you the comments, but just imagine, just imagine, paint the scenario in your head that somebody has given very positive feedback about our show. Just imagine that. Imagine that. I'm not going to tell you what they said. I'm not going to tell you word for word because it, it's going to be, it make me sick, okay? Because it, it's, it's really nice. It's really lovely. I can't be this nice, okay? Uh, but basically, we just help Carmen through her long runs on a Sunday and that's, you know, that's it. She likes to laugh and she likes to learn and all that kind of stuff. So she's, she's running and she's listening and that's great. Look, Pete, you can chill out now, yes, mate. Great, great show, guys. Great show, guys. Look, Pete, you can chill out now, mate. Go get yourself a coffee. I'm going to do the answering the question bit. It's time to take another one of your questions. It is hashtag AskJake. 
Today's question comes from Nathan, who wants to target a PB in a 10K, and he wants to know how long the long run should be for uh, targeting 10 kilometers. Well, it doesn't need to be clearly as long as it would be if it was uh, a much longer distance, like a half marathon or a marathon. So you could just run up to 10K to give you the confidence to know you can cover the distance. Now, I imagine you've done this before. You're looking at a PB, so I'm guessing it's not your first 10K. So it is definitely worth doing some over-distance training, meaning running longer than 10k or 6.2 miles in training maybe up to something like 90 minutes if you're you're somebody that runs on duration you know you might go up to sort of 10 maybe even 12 miles if you if you really want to it is going to help you overall when you start to do some longer uh, runs even for shorter distances clearly it's not as important but it can help you and it can also build up your resilience to training remember that so it can help build up your resilience to stress so if you want to do some really short sharper interval sessions to get your 10k speed up which makes sense if you're targeting targeting a pb you need that base level of conditioning to do that so if you're doing some reasonably long runs at the weekend albeit quite safely uh, it's going to give you that resilience in the tissues the muscle the muscles the joints and it give you the ability to go out there and really hammer those reps in the week that are probably more key for your 10k so don't necessarily stop at six miles but maybe you don't need to be doing obviously uh, as much as a half marathon or a marathon i hope that helps good luck with your pb i wish you well if you have a question it is hashtag ask jake or you can drop me an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com that brings us to the end once again to another episode of running with jake the podcast i hope you have enjoyed today's show if you are gearing up towards the London Marathon, the Manchester Marathon, a local 10k, a half marathon, whichever race you have in your sights and it's getting ever closer, just hang in there. We're not quite there yet. There's a few more corners to turn. Have a great week of training, bank those sessions and we will be back next week for more running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. Always earned. Never given. <laughs> <laughs>